0: From the creators of Circles of Faith, this is Slices of Life, a podcast where intentional living and imperfection meet. Join us as we have conversations that help you navigate real faith, real life, and real community in the everyday. I'm Kimberly Amici, and today I'm here with Elise Daly-Parker and Noelle Rhodes. Have you ever been so burned by a childhood friend that it left you scarred and wounded, and now it's affecting your present friendships? Many of us have. What has happened to us in our childhood friendships can affect our current relationships. It can make us fearful of getting close to others, and it can cause us to become distrusting and anxious about their approval. But we don't have to stay hurt or bound by our past experiences. There is healing available in God's Word and His truth that He speaks to our hearts. Noelle is here today to walk us through what childhood friendship trauma is and what we can do about it.
1: I had an experience 17 years ago when I was hanging out with a few high school friends. We were about to eat lasagna together, and a friend offered to pray for the food. During his prayer, he jokingly asked the Lord to deliver Noel from the sin of gluttony. Everyone laughed because I usually ate a normal-sized portion of food. Many of my friends at the time were on diets or struggled with eating disorders at the time. It appeared that I ate a lot more than they did, and I earned a reputation for being a glutton. I was so ashamed and humiliated by his prayer that after I ate a few bites of lasagna, I ran to the bathroom, shoved my fingers down my throat and threw up. To this day, I still wonder if my current friends think I'm a fat glut and wanna eat in their presence. As I've been reading Never Unfriended by Lisa Jo Baker, I've been challenged by this idea of friendship post-traumatic stress disorder. This is when, as Lisa puts it, A rupture in a relationship can feel like a bomb going off and shake every layer of your life, causing a kind of post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, in all future relationships. What happened around that lasagna dinner with high school friends has affected my present-day friendships nearly 17 years later. I need healing. I need healing so that I can be a better friend to you and to be able to enjoy the fruit of my friendships today.
0: So, Noelle, thank you so much for sharing that story with us. Um, we've talked about this before. You've been doing a lot of research and a lot of writing about friendship. And so yeah. this is this mm-hmm. is something new that I haven't heard you speak about before. Okay, so, Noelle, can you just jump right in and tell us what friendship PTSD is?
1: Yes. Friendship PTSD is basically friendship post-traumatic stress disorder. It's when something has happened in your friendship that really in your past friendships that has traumatized you so I I know of a story of a friend who told me about his wife and he said that when she was in middle school she went she was invited to a sleepover and when she got to the sleepover that night she, she realized that none of the girls really wanted her to be there basically the mother had made the host you know middle schooler invite her and so what these girls decided was they were going to ignore her the, the entire time. And when I mean ignore, they literally pretended like she was not there. So they talked over her. They would bump into her when they were like They just pretend she didn't exist the whole time. And she cried on the couch, I think, from mor- from night to morning until her dad picked her up the next day and the husband said to me and I remember this really distinctly he, he he had a little tear coming down his eye and he said you know my wife has never gotten over that mm. she still talks about it today and she's still a person that would be concerned do people really want me there mm. Mm. that is an example of childhood friendship PTSD something has happened and now shapes the way that you perceive your current friendships yeah
0: Yeah, so how common is this?
1: Very. It's Hmm. very common. Hmm. And I think that one of the things I'm learning, even as I'm, I'm working through this stuff myself, is that sometimes you don't realize it. You don't realize, you're like, why is it that I always feel this way in my friendship? And until you really kind of dig deep and go, oh, yeah, this happened when I was younger, then you may say, okay, maybe that's why. I haven't really dealt with this. I haven't brought this to Jesus and have allowed him to speak truth into this. And because I haven't allowed him to speak truth into it, I have taken this situation and have made it a truth Mm. that I now measure everything else. So, you know, it it can look different ways. For instance, I have a friend who, when she was in youth group, Back in the day, there was a there was kind of a cool group and the non cool group, and the cool group really did not accept her. were very mean to her, and um, you know every time she has to go into you know they move a lot every time they go to a new church she's very fearful and is always looking at who is the cool group. I don't want to be friends with them, and. And then mm. it's completely shutting herself off to possibility of friendship with people that she doesn't know really, mm-hmm. but because she had this experience and until she dealt with that, you know, I have this thing where I feel like I'm going to be judged. I'm going to, I feel like I'm going to be tortured by people who think they're better than me. And so I reject them first.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. It's interesting because as soon as I, uh, heard your story, I could recall a couple of incidents definitely that happened. Yeah, yeah. so I at least do you want to share?
0: All... Share anything with us?
2: Well, one of them I remember. Um, I was a couple of years younger than a lot of my friends in this little neighborhood in Scotch Plains, um, New Jersey. I don't know why it's important that I mention where it is, <laughs> except that it was um, <clears throat> the kind of neighbor neighborhood where space and a lot of woods and, you know, it was a relatively new development. And, um, as I say, a lot of my quote friends were older than me, a couple of years older than me. So I guess I was kind of hanging around, um, um, not considered, um, you know, number one, uh, which is definitely one of my issues in friendship. Um, but and that I think stems from being a second child, but this was a game and we were playing, you know, tap the finger or something like that. One of those games that you play and I was it. And when I turned around, everybody had gone off and they had really gone off and left me standing there and me like looking for them and calling for them. And, um, Oh, it was awful. And I was probably, I'm going to say I was probably about, uh, maybe eight, seven or eight years old. So, yeah, I remember that as a really awful experience. Terrible. Yeah. Um, I can also remember, I remember just, um, I don't think this, well, I don't know if it's relevant, but there was also, I remember with my own children, um, and it's it's a ca- word of caution, I think, to, to moms, pushing one of my children into a group that was not her group, had been her group, and was more of the popular girls. Um and I was friends with the mom and I was like, why wasn't she invited to this party? And the mom was, uh, very good friends of mine. She's like, oh, oh, you know, oh, we meant to invite her, you know, kind of, um, covering up and embarrassed about it. But my daughter and my daughter did go. And, um, there were, there was, you know, spin the bottle at the game, at the party and I realized I had pushed my daughter into a situation that she wasn't really a part of. And like mm. I pushed my daughter into um a friendship situation to satisfy my own needs to have yeah. her be part of the popular group. Yeah. Which was probably a remnant from my childhood. And she didn't need to be. But no. I, I, I needed to be. Yeah. so I didn't realize it. Believe me, I did not realize that at the time. I saw it in hindsight and I was horrified.
0: Yeah, I find myself wanting night. to do that sometimes because there's existing relationships with the parents or there was existing relationships when the kids were younger. Right, Right. Um, exactly. But I'm learning, thanks to Noelle, and, and just the growth I've had in my own friendships and relationships is that <clears throat> it's okay to have different friends for different situations and my kids don't need to be in their group you know, in order to enjoy them in a different environment. And right. yeah. there's been the greatest amount of success understanding that, but yes, there's like this temptation to want to, yeah, take even the things that we've experienced as a child and then put them on our children. Cause we definitely yeah. have like the eagle eye for it. Like we see it coming yeah. a mile away and like, we don't want that mm-hmm. to happen to them. And yeah. And yeah. so definitely when you're dealing with something like this, I think it's important and I may be getting ahead of myself, but it's important to get healed not only for yourself so that your own relationships can thrive, but so that you can then, um, you know, not make mistakes with your children in that area, but also like speak to them from a place of truth when it comes to their relationships. I mean, my girls right now are um, sixth and eighth grade, and so I'm dealing oh. with friendship issues, and That's I'm sad. seeing, like, and I have two very different daughters with very two different personalities, and and, they're, and the types of relationships that they have are very different, um, mm-hmm. but seeing, like, wanting to know how to equip her and, yeah. and coach her in a way that's healthy, and not in a way that's clinging to the things that I experienced. And right. I want you to avoid this. And I just want you to yeah. speak up so you're even, re- you get know, it. Whatever it is. Even vengeful. <laughs> yeah. Right. You yeah. know, we
2: could even want to seek revenge on people, sort of vicariously through our children. We have to be careful of that. Yes. But I think I think also. Um, uh, no, well, I was thinking about the. Um, oh, I, something that you said was interesting. I still think I'm capable of doing this. I size up a person. I see that she's, like, popular. Everybody wants to talk to her. She's really funny. She's really attractive. Like, you know, general package. And I go, well, I'll never be friends with that person. Because that's just, like, almost, like, too much competition, I think. Yeah. And, um, and I... But back it's a throwback. It's, it's a wound. It is it's absolutely a throwback. And we, weirdly, so often that person becomes one of my closest friends. I mean, yeah. it's, it's downright weird. It definitely happened in college and I can think of several incidents after that, where it was just like, Oh, that's not my group. That's not my person because they have things that I, I, I'm not entitled to in mm-hmm. some way. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm pulling out and then they become really good friends of mine. So it's, it's, it's weird. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely from the, from my uh, childhood and probably has
0: a traumatic event somehow tied to it. So now this is not a topic that I hear about often. Um, certainly, I've never heard a name being put to it. I mean, I've understood in the past, um, you know, different areas in my life that I've experienced wounding, and I need to speak God's truth in it to be healed. So I understand yes. the concept, but I haven't heard it talked about in terms specifically of friendship and even called it what it's being called, but we're calling it today. Um, so when did you first hear about this?
1: So I read the book Never Unfriended by Lisa Jo Baker. And it is coming out April fourth. It is an excellent book. I highly recommend everyone going to Amazon after they listen to this podcast and ordering it, because she actually begins the book talking about friendship post traumatic stress disorder,
0: wow. and
1: she and which I think is very, I mean, that's where you got to start when you're going to deal with your friendships is dealing with the stuff that has gone on in the past. So she talks about how she realized that she had this. And so what she did was someone had recommended that she write a letter from her younger self to her mature self about what had happened. And then her older self, her mature self, the age that she is now, writing a letter back to her younger self. And so Mm -hmm. she wrote the letter, like the child, the child letter in her left hand Mm -hmm. because that's not the hand that she normally writes so she could really see you know this was a different voice and then she wrote back obviously in her her more dominant hand but she said it really brought a lot of healing to her and she was able to what was great about that was that when you do that you're allowing your younger self you know i know it sounds very like psychobabble, but bear with me here is you're allowing yourself to ask those questions you had back then why did everyone run away from me when I turned around? Mm. You know, mm-hmm. why, why, why were those girls mean to me? And, and act like they were my friend during these activities. But when we were at parties or other stuff, they pretend like I didn't exist. And mm. so she asked herself these questions and then her more mature self was able to can, then address those questions and say, you know what, this is why it happened mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. give perspective. And then she obviously, um, you know, brought these things to the Lord. And so I, I actually did this exercise and I found a lot of healing in doing it because I was able to sort of release some of that stuff that I've been kind of repressing for a while because I thought, well, you know, kids are mean, so get over it in Right. But actually, because I didn't really deal with it, it was shaping the way I saw stuff and the way I thought my friends were looking at me. So I was able then to kind of ask those questions, give a voice to that memory. And then as a more mature person, as you know, a person with wisdom now, I was able to kind of address my younger self. And then I just spent time just praying before the Lord, asking him to help me to forgive, Lord help me to see your truth. And so I developed this thing called, I think it's Friendship Post Traumatic Disorder Kit. And you can download it from my site. And basically it leads you through how to do this exercise and then the questions that you should ask yourself afterwards, Mm, because I feel like people need an outline sometimes, you know, just to get started. I mean, it's definitely not, it's not like something you have to be married to, but it's just like an outline that you can refer to. And I give you, you know, just some questions that you can kind of walk yourself through to make sure that when you are letting this memory come to the surface, you actually are allowing the Lord to heal it. And or if you realize it's a deep, deep friendship pain, you invite the Holy Spirit to bring you on a journey of healing and also maybe to even invite a counselor to guide you through that process, because there are some friendship pain that may require a counselor.
0: Yeah. Oh, I think the process is important. When I first read your post about it, I loved it because, you know, as an adult, we can reason away the, the reason why things happen to us, but there's still the hurt that we experienced as a child. And I think that whole idea of the left hand, right hand, dominant hand, non-dominant hand, writing out the letter, asking the questions, and then going back and addressing, I think there's something, um, I don't know what the right word is. I don't want to say magical, but there's something in that experience and in that process that I think is really important to go through. And I think, um, I think there's something to it that lets our guard down, that lets the young person, the wounded yes. part of us, receive truth. Um, and then I think important part of it is replacing the truth with the lie. So we've experienced something, we've believed yes. a lie about ourselves, and then yeah. it needs to be replaced with God's truth. It's not enough to just say, I know that's not true. We need to say, well, God, what do you have in place of that? Right. Um, because if yeah. not, you you, you know... It's
1: an empty space that can be populated with another lie. When I did this exercise, I remember asking the question, Well, why did everyone think I was a glutton? Like, I wasn't. I was like 105 pounds back then. Like, it wasn't, I wasn't really eating a whole lot. But my, now older looking back, I realized that most of the girls that I was spending time with were not actually eating at all. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: I didn't really pick up on that. I didn't really understand that there, I didn't really understand there was such a thing as eating disorders. I was a little bit naive, and majority of them did not eat at all. So there was yes. me. So who's eating. the
2: problem?
1: <laughs> yeah. So, but it just is, you know, I was able to say to myself, well, you know, a lot of those girls, they were struggling and yeah, it just made you look a lot different than them, but they were going through their own thing, right? you know? And so I think that kind of really brought a lot of healing to me because as a child, I didn't understand. I was like, why are they like, what is this thing?
2: Well, it actually, it brought healing and actually allows you to offer compassion yes. to those people instead of bitterness and yeah. resentment or even just a complete lack of understanding that I think, you know, I think these are critical things to do. And I think it's awesome. Really, really powerful. Mm
0: -hmm. So now a lot of us as grownups, we have, um, you you know, some of us it's evident that we we struggle with certain things because we still talk about them, but
2: how, Mm
0: -hmm. what are the signs that there is something in our past (laughs) that, you know, when it's not obvious Mike. I think,
1: yeah, I think there's a few different signs. Is One, do you always feel like you're being rejected? If you mm-hmm. feel like you're always being rejected by people, there's a chance that something has happened. Because people are not always rejecting you, you know? Mm-hmm. Another thing is if you feel like you're, you're always constantly being misunderstood by all your friends, perhaps that would be something you should dig deep. So, like, let's say you feel like your friends don't always understand who you are or are not getting you. What is that about? I would dig deep. Do you feel like your friends don't really like you and they're just being nice to you? What is that about? Like, these are things I think you kind of know. There's a feeling of inadequacy. I think it's kind of the overriding f- feeling or a feeling of distrust and anxiety. Those are not really normal things to have in friendship you know, friendship should be a place where you feel really safe and you have a, a, you know, a belonging and, and you're being encouraged. So if you constantly feel like you're a loser and, or that you're worried that these people don't really like you, there's like anxiety, that's not normal in friendship.
2: And, and I'd like to add that, um, that also, you know, it might feel like you're in this sort of weakened position and you're victimized by that. But in fact, you are impacting those people, those other, those friends. And I, and yes. I, I know this because I've struggled with this and I have a, a very good friend. One of my things is that, um, I feel like if I don't do and, and have some real consistency in the relationship that I'll like disappear and I won't be their friend anymore. Like it, it'll just be over if I'm not somehow present. So it's like a fear of disappearing thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and my friend has actually said to me, this one particular friend who's really honest and really helpful, she's like, Elise, I love you. You are my friend. Like always and forever. There's nothing that's suddenly going to happen that's going to make that change. I mean, yeah, there'll be moments where, or, or periods of time where we're not as close. There's ebbs and flows in relationships. Um, but I, I just really, what I saw uh, in her speaking to me about it was, I was affecting her, mm-hmm. you know I was yeah. making her feel undermined as a friend or um not trusted, so it was an interesting sort of turn of of um of impact i mm-hmm. i I felt like I was being impacted, but in fact, my response was impacting her as well
0: yeah and and eating
2: away at her uh our connection
0: yeah yeah, yeah that's a great thing to reiterate. I mentioned that earlier it's not about us, it's a you know it's about other people like for example it's about our children what are we what are we passing on to our children but i've struggled with the same thing you know i i have a tendency um, to want to rush through my conversation with somebody because i assume that they have something better to do or that they mm-hmm. have somewhere else to be or that mm-hmm. they don't really want to be talking mm-hmm. to me and i'm disturbing them or i'm interrupting them i'm keeping them from mm-hmm. doing something else and so You know, I almost skip the formalities and say, hey, I have a question for you instead of saying, hey, how are you? What have you been up to? And then, you know, because I'm assuming I'm making these assumptions. Right. So it's based on something I've experienced and I do need to go and I need to sit before the Lord and I need to say, what's going on here? Like, why do I why do I feel that way? But back to my point is I'm potentially making those other people that I'm talking to feel less than. I may be making them feel like they're not worth my time, when really, it's me who's feeling like, oh, they don't want to talk to me. Yeah, yeah, but
2: but it could be completely misunderstood yeah. as you rushing away from them. It's so interesting. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I can either be hurting them or I can either be building a reputation for myself that me that, that says that I'm a snob or I'm a, I'm not really friendly or I'm not really not interested in anybody yep. but myself when that's the furthest from the truth. But I'm letting whatever this is that's holding me back, whatever this is that's that, that, that feeling like, Noelle, you were mentioning, God's freedom doesn't want it there for us. It's not no. designed for our relationships, that feeling, that anxiety is there. And so... Um, I need to recognize that, especially when it's reoccurring and I need to say, okay, wait a minute, like, what's the lie that I'm believing Yeah, and, and what's the truth?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. And you know, this is the, this is the cool thing about friendship is that God has designed it and he's designed it to Help us become more like him, to walk out our personal calling and mission, to encourage each other so you don't feel alone. I mean, this is God's design for friendship. So if we're feeling these these anxieties or this distrust or this inadequacy, that is not from God. Mm-hmm. So we need to say to ourselves, okay, what is going on? And if you can't figure out what that memory is, I would not go digging, honestly. Mm-hmm. I don't think you need to go like hash and, you know, back to like right. when you're two years old. But right. It, uh, more, t- more times than not, something that there is that moment that you remember, yeah.
0: and that's I think God will bring it to you, you, and with. He'll bring it to you when, yes. when you're ready to deal with it. Like, you know, you may not be ready right away, but over yeah. time, as you seek Him and you say, "Hey, this is something that I want truth on," He'll He'll show it to you. He'll mm-hmm.
1: show it to you, you don't in a need way that's like-
0: not traumatic and.
1: Exactly.
2: Well, so that, that's a good point. You don't have to go digging around. But if, if in listening to what we're talking about or reading um, Lisa Jo Baker's book, for example, Never Unfriended, um, it, it piques that then it's a really good time to to find out what's going on. In the
0: writing. There's something amazing about journal writing and writing things out because it just there's something that just flows and the things that maybe you've never put voice to before will come out on the page and you'll be like, Oh my gosh, yeah, that's that's where that came from. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. I agree. So I encourage, you know, this is something that's resonating with you, to please feel free to go to my website and download that kit. It's completely free. And
2: So we're at com.
1: Yes, there is a post called How to Get Over Childhood Friendship Post-Traumatic Stress Disorder. And you can just fill out a little form and I'll send it to you. Hmm. It's completely free. I just want to see people get free from it so they can have healthy, empowering, and encouraging friendships.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sounds good. That's great. I'm going to download it.
1: Good. I would say that after you do your little letter and you've prayed, I would talk to a friend about it. I would, you know, I've done that. I I called up a friend afterwards and I said, listen, I want to just tell you this weird thing that happened to me when I was a kid. And it really has affected the way I, I see all of my friendships. And I share with her what happened. And she just said, I, I can't believe that someone said that to you. And I'm so sorry there were adults in the room and nobody said, hey. Mm. Why are you saying that? But I want you to know it's not true. Mm -hmm. And that's not at all how I think about you. Mm -hmm. And I need it to, that was like almost a closure to all the healing. So I think that, you know, we do the work, we do the writing to ourselves, then we bring it to the Lord and then we allow someone to hear the stories. They can,
2: Mm, they can kind of
1: walk with us. And that's the kind of beginning of doing your friendship a little bit differently now that you Mm -hmm. see what was affecting it beforehand. So I found that really to be very powerful and very encouraging for me personally. So I would highly recommend after you do that to please call it a friend that you can trust and just share what happened.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's important. I think that there is definitely healing in relationships, and I think that there's – something to be said for getting an outside perspective and or outside encouragement Mm -hmm. for for somebody to be able to reaffirm you know no what you think about yourself is not true I absolutely absolutely don't see that in you um and to have someone come alongside you and just listen to you encourage you and, and empathize is um really healing so I think that's a that's a huge part of the process Just to add, I
1: don't know how this will... But during this whole process of researching friendship, I actually got in contact with an old friend from school who told me that basically... (laughs) I was one of the reasons why she had childhood friendship, post-traumatic disorder. Mm, And for years, yeah, but it was a very good conversation because I said, what did I do? I couldn't even think, but somehow what happened was another friend had said that this person said something bad about me. And I wrote this person a letter saying, we can't be friends anymore. And mind you, I was like 14 years old, but I just cut her out, just said, nope, we're not being friends anymore. You did this to me. I never gave her a chance to mm. explain. And then later on, if I remember correctly, I found out that this mutual friend had been lying and was kind of stirring some stuff up. But I went to my oh. friend and we worked it out. But she really was traumatized, genuinely traumatized. I would, just, I would just believe this person and cut her out. And I had to, like, at 34 years old, repent. Mm. And it brought, actually, a lot of healing to me. But my point is, you know... We're all capable of causing yes. pain in people's lives. and and it I mean, it's so hard to think about, but I'm this this woman was sharing me like for years, she would think about it and how it really shaped how she approached friendship. and we just had this, you know, I'm so grateful that we had an opportunity to kind of talk about it and for me to be able to ask for forgiveness and it'd be fine and all this stuff. But I never at fourteen years old would have ever thought that would have been painful for her. It completely mm-hmm. left my mind. Mm. So that's just the other side of the story. You know, very we good. are also capable of causing pain others.
2: Yeah. They're mm-hmm. very, very important to think about. Honestly, it really is. Cause there again, you say that and I can think of a couple of things. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Where I was, I was the instigator of pain or hurt or offense or whatever it is. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. definitely. All right, Elise, what is your challenge for us this week?
2: Hmm.
0: Well, um, one of my challenges is
2: definitely that if this is piquing your interest and you're feeling some rumblings, go to Noel's site and download those questions because why not? Um, strike while the iron is hot and take advantage of of a great opportunity to kind of look back and um, and and try that exercise. And then the other um, challenge I would say is really good is is simply um, thinking about your friendships and thinking about something that sort of reoccurs that you don't like in yeah. your relationships. Um, maybe particularly when you're starting some new relationships, um, and, and, and think about what, what might be the root of that. What is something that you could change so that you can empower yourself and empower your relationships?
1: That's good. And go and go and order Lisa Joe Baker's book, never unfriend it. It's a great book. Mm, it sounds it's, awesome it's really good on friendship i am i've enjoyed it
0: all right so we hope that you guys got something out of this episode i know i did thank you noelle for being for bringing this topic to our attention and for being honest and vulnerable and um Bringing our attention to a topic that many of us may not be aware of. You can find everything we talked about in the show notes, including the link to the Letters to and from Myself Healing from Friendship Hurt Kit, which is a free download. Um, if you haven't already subscribed to our Circles of Faith newsletter, you can do so at circlesoffaith.org, and in those newsletters, you'll receive resources and bonus episodes delivered right to your inbox. You can find us on social media, Circles of Faith. Subscribe to us on iTunes so you never miss an episode, and while you're there, rate and review the show. Your comments go a long way in helping others find us.